today we get into the return of John Wick. Spider-Punk joining the Sony Spider-Verse. The loss of a great voice. And one of my most anticipated movies of the year. We're talking Wakanda Welcome to the madness. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Monday Madness with Morgan and Machine. How is the Morgan? You know what I like doing when it's your turn to intro, Janine? <laughs> What's that? Just doing little kind of reaction faces <laughs> to what you're saying. See, I Be- try to do that too. <laughs> people on the audio can't can't see this, can they? Hello to, to all the wonderful people listening. To Monday Mandus today, um, but for those watching Monday Mandus, you 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 can see my little. I, I don't think the very subtle reactions to some. Well, see, because I'm not watching you, I'm focused on what I'm saying. So I don't know if you notice that I do the same thing when you're introing. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I think we're we're too hyper focused. Yeah. We're too hyper focused, Janine. Um, but yes, we are. We we're we're a little bit sad, really, because there there has yeah. been a significant loss this week that's uh that, that that is very sad that it that hit a great many people of the uh excitable movie and tv crowd yes um pretty hard which we are you know are obviously a part of but generally we're doing okay there's some interesting things to talk about today it's obviously going to be quite a batman centric episode today my sign says i am batman um <laughs> behind me there's a little batman stood on top of the sign that says i am batman it's all very batman this is because of course kevin conroy the the voice of batman the batman to to yes. a great great many people passed away this week unfortunately um we'll talk in in far more depth about all that uh, once this episode becomes very batman centric yes um once we get through a few of these other things that you mentioned in your little intro there, Janine. I know we're going to be talking about some of our favourite episodes of Batman the Animated Series in our Let's Talk today. Finishing off with a uh, Batman game. It's all very Batman. We like Batman, yes. generally. And we obviously love Kevin Conroy. But I think I do have to ask my question that I like to ask. Have I said hello to everybody? I've forgotten. Hello. Well, you didn't say yeah. hello to me. I said, I didn't say hello to you. Morgan? And then you just went off on a tangent. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hello. I'm okay. How's the machine? Hello, the machine. I'm doing great. I mean, you know, in, in different surroundings. I'm uh, sorry. I was very, very, very <laughs> selfish and terrible. Yeah. Um, um, but yes, I'm, I'm in a different environment today. Yes. I'm in a fancy hotel in the mountains of Yosemite. So uh, oh, very, yeah. very very fancy, yes. yes. Mountains forest. Room service breakfast and all that. Yes. Big rocks. Snow. That's what climbing snowing up, up here. Climbing up trees. El Capitan like Captain Kirk in that one Star Trek movie. Which which one is it where he climbs up? I've forgotten. 
Oh, I can't think right now which one. I've completely forgotten which one it is where where he's James climbing Kirk the climbs yes. El Capitan, the big rock in Yosemite. Yes. Yes. I have though. Anyway, the name, of the, the name of the omelet I had this morning. <laughs> it was the name of the omelet that I had this morning for breakfast. That's very touristy. Yes, it it's very appropriate. It's very appropriate. <laughs> it's very touristy, though. Should I ask the question, though, Janine? Yes. So, Janine. So. Quite a bit's up today, Morgan. Yes. First off, as I mentioned, uh, we got a teaser trailer for the new John Wick movie. Ooh. John Wick Chapter 4. So we left him fallen off a roof, uh, presumably shot by Ian McShane, only to be uh, picked up by Lawrence Fishburne's character and kind of a little team up happening there to kind of bring it all down, burn it all down, take down the high table. So, um, yeah, we kind of just see him running around. We have some new characters in here. Uh, yeah. We have Donnie Yen in a beautiful turtleneck, as, as I, it I'm is, sure you yes. appreciated. Yes, it um, is. I mean, we like the John Wick movies, don't we? we yes. We, 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 do. we certainly like Donnie Yen's brilliant white turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this. Yes. But yeah, we know we like the John Wick movies. They were a very early series of Morgan hasn't yes. seen. I want to say, like, when we kicked off the show with the MCU films, it was our very first kind of set of shows. Uh, the next set of shows we did were was a Keanu Reeves series where we covered John Wick. So uh, your first time watch of those films. So, yeah, uh, I think that was because the third one was coming out was coming at that out. time. So yes. That was quite a while ago, as, as you will be able yes. to tell by how many episodes of Morgan hasn't seen that has now been yes and now the whole kind of universe is growing we're getting a continental series i believe yes. i've seen news about production starting on a uh, on a de armis led uh, spin-off movie um about kind of the ballerinas that we saw in in john wick 3 uh it's so, interesting it's, it's it's ripe for that kind of stuff the yeah Wick it's a great interesting universe. assassin world that they've built in those first movies so so really kind of cool to see uh where it goes and kind of the world grown out with these other projects but yeah really excited for this movie i think people really love these movies love keanu as his character he's kind of established himself as kind of another tom cruise and you know uh a little bit. I mean, a beautifully more, more aged nice man. <laughs> a beautifully aged man really caring about his craft and doing his yes. own stunts and then really wanting to give the audience the best experience. Um, so he's just like the grittier Tom Cruise in that aspect, I think. And and we love him for that. And uh, oh, these do. movies just have such a great aesthetic. And this film looks no different. It's kind of looking like he might find a way out of this life. Life, making a deal with a Frenchy Scarsguard brother. So yes, um, yes. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not overly sure, to be <laughs> honest, on on the old French Bill Scarsguard because yeah. we know how accents sometimes go Ooh. in the John Wick movies. After... Are you referring to uh, our friend Jerome Flynn yes. in, in Chapter Three? Whatever he was doing, oh, that I have was no idea. So I've no idea what on earth Jerome Flynn was doing in, yes. in John Wick 3, but it was not a good accent he yeah. was putting on. I do got hope... attacked by a dog just to stop him from talking because that yeah. is terrible. Yeah, so I, do, I do hope Bill Skarsgård is not going to be 
overly Frenchifying. I mean, you can just imagine him going, ooh, la la, now, can't you? Just being ridiculous. <laughs> just saying random <laughs> French exclamations. From all. would just be hilarious. This <laughs> is probably incredibly offensive to any French <laughs> listeners we have. But um, I'm Canadian, I think. I'm allowed. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> that's not how that works. Okay, I don't think I'm that's sorry. true at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know a bit of French and a little bit of French anyway. But no, um, I have I have faith in Bill Skarsgård to not unnecessarily overdo an accent like yeah. uh, Jerome Flynn did. I mean, we I like think... Jerome Flynn anyway, but I don't know what he was he doing was, in that. He film. was awful. Yes, he was doing some craziness in that third film. But uh, Bill Skarsgård, I don't think he's ever delivered a bad performance in anything I've seen him in. So no, not that I've seen either. I don't think, but he has been known to go slightly little... aggressively over the top, hasn't <laughs> yeah, he? That is With true. his old monstrous clown. Yes, so I'm excited. The, the The trailer looks really fun. Um, it's and, definitely in kind of um, also against everybody kind of vibe. Yes, yes. I'm really kind of curious to see these two sides. Kind of, you know, who's going to team up with John Wick to kind of help him yeah. against the high table and all of that kind of stuff. So and this uh, is the good like thing we want, though, isn't it? This we mm-hmm. we want the the idea of you know a one man army that John Wick kind of is yeah he's but he's obviously only from the start he's obviously only a one-man army out of circumstance he doesn't go around seeking this kind no, of no it just kind it of all comes him. to him and he it's all about it's kind of like that himself basically that movie it? we covered wasn't it the gunfighter with um it is it's the exact same yes it's basically this man has built this reputation and so people just kind of see it right to just mess with him and, and prove something and he about that. themselves and he's definitely just not about it you know i do i do like the 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 look of this one because i think the story is going to be more focused and kind of more not necessarily small scale i think it's going to be a very big scale uh, story by the look of this trailer which is a great trailer by the way a really kind of interesting I suppose it is It is a full trailer at this point. I think the movie's going in March, isn't it? Next mm-hmm. March or something March like gonna that. March is going to be jam-packed with movies because I think we get, yeah. we're getting Scream, we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp Ooh, yeah. Quantumania. Ooh. So, yeah. Heavy. <laughs> Heavy. Yeah. But exciting. Very, very yes. exciting. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, while Chapter 3, um, Parabellum, Parabolum, as we, we, we used to call it. <laughs> yeah. a stupid accent. <laughs> yeah. Silly word. Um, it was kind of, it was a little bit, you know, you went to Jerome Flynn's place in Morocco, didn't you? You were a bit world travelly in, yeah. in that movie. You were strolling through the desert for a bit, trying to find yourself or whatever the whole purpose of that was. Will I don't see, even remember. Will we see some desert stuff in this one as well, so... I don't know. It felt to me just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it just felt to me like more city. It was going to be more focused. A, a, a little bit of a, more of a return to the idea of the first movie, where it's quite a simple, 
you've stolen my dog and killed my dog. I now want revenge on you kind of deal. It's more of a uh, everybody's coming after him and he just plows through people nonstop. Yeah. In a in a, in a hand-to-hand combat way, not a lewd plowing through people way <laughs> that you might interpret that <laughs> phrase to me. Yeah. That is a very different movie. I can tell you the name of that movie is not John Wick. <laughs> which is something that Work. perhaps reminds uh, rhymes with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Morgan. Success. Morgan Rob Morgan F. Robinson. Full name me. <laughs> There's no need for that. I'm just I'm I'm giving somebody there. Uh-huh. A prime opportunity yes. to make that particular. So as I pull Wick. your mind out of the gutter, let's yes. get into it's not in there. I'm just I'm it's not in <laughs> there. I'm not interested not. in it. Okay. All right then. Well I'm interested in John Wick chapter four. It looks exciting. It does. Like it. it does. I'm really excited for it. Um, but we also got some casting news for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the sequel coming out. Uh, we have, uh, yes, what's it called? It's, it's, it's not called into the Spider-Verse, is it? It's called no. something else. Mm. It's, it's spite animated Spider-Verse movie. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's, is it like after the Spider-Verse? Why don't I know what it's called? I know we're, 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 re- we're all about the research here. <laughs> We love it. It's exciting. We, we, we love it. Monday Madness. It's chill. Yes. It's a fun time. Yes. Um, but uh, Daniel Kaluuya will be joining the cast as Spider-Punk. Yes. Fresh off of not being in the MCU anymore. Because yeah. I can't even remember why he... Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. Was there ever any reason given as to why Daniel Kaluuya wasn't going to be in Wakanda forever. I know we'll, we we might well, talk no, about I this No, I mean, later, he betrayed but... everybody, so he was I think they allude to him being imprisoned, so... Oh, he was in prison, was he? Oh, I don't remember that. No. <laughs> Did you watch Black Panther? <laughs> not recently, no. <laughs> yes, well, do you not remember the whole plot point of him kind of betraying everybody? Yes. And betraying... Yes, so obviously that's going to come with consequences. In Wakanda, I know. in Wakanda Forever, you know, there's the scene of Okoye being talked to, and one of the council says, you know, she even drew her spear against her own husband. Oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot. And about Ramonda that. mentions, well, is she not able to go visit him in in holding or whatever, wherever he is? Uh, yes, yes, you're right. So yes, well they allude to the fact that he is imprisoned in Wakanda for his crimes, but Okoye is able to see him and visit him. So he's in some sort of holding facility in Wakanda. I still think it would have been nice for us to go and (laughs) see him, but whether he wants to be any part of any future MCU or or, or not, uh, he's now a part of the animated Spider-Verse, which obviously that first movie is excellent, isn't it? Yes. Um, I don't know much about the Spider-Punk character. Absolutely nothing. I'm uh, hoping to believe, you know, punk being more of a uh, a British kind of era of music. I would think, you know, he's a British actor. He might get to use his natural accent and in, in, in being Spider Punk. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know much about the character, but if he is in fact kind of a British, you know, 
I suppose a punk suppose, character. I that's true, actually. They did but... cast a British actor, so... Punks are British, really, aren't they? Punks aren't really American. There's, yes, a, there's, a, you... there's a very inherently British, rebellious kind of attitude to being a punk, I suppose. Yeah, I've never I mean, actually his... thought too much about that. So yeah, good. no, I kind of thought about that. And, um, like, in the images of him, he has kind of this spiked mohawk. And, you know, so, I mean, I didn't really look too much into what the character is about. But, um, like, I don't know much about the Oscar Isaac Spider-Man character that we're going to be seeing as well. So, um... No, isn't that the 2099 one? Didn't we get that in... It was in the, the end credits. Yeah, there was the end credits was was him. So yeah, we're getting um, that noir version of Spider Man back. I think I'm. I, I Nicholas assume. Cage wasn't it? We're <laughs> I mean, he him. was great. Penny Are we getting the pig and... one back? I feel like we're probably going to see everybody. Yes. So, um, hopefully, but uh, yeah. So another casting news and the anime now now <laughs> Penny Parker um yeah so hopefully we'll see them all back and and we're also getting Issa ray in there uh, oh yes yeah. yes that's right so, so i like this no i like this i'm excited for this movie as well I, I like that i like that daniel kaluuya is is delving into this this kind of yeah. world but uh, the interesting side of it like this is the actual side of stuff that sony's doing well with the Spider-Man situation. Yes. What, whatever you consider of the Venom movies and all this business. I mean, that's probably the second best. I mean... They're, they're not... They're not exactly phenomenally revered things, are they? No. So, I mean, this has been probably but the, the animated most successful um, in terms of recent stuff from them. Um and like the even kind of with the animation style, it's very innovative in terms of, of what they were able to do with that. Like nothing yeah. else has been done like that. They made some new animation techniques with that style. So um yeah, uh Sony's kind of killing it with that. So just kind of stick with that, Sony. Doing okay. You don't need oh, to yeah, absolutely keep doing you the don't need to do it more Morbius. I don't know what you crazy <laughs> Raven the Hunter just not be a thing because I am. You know full well that that's going to end up being the exact same situation that Morbius was. Yes, so we'll see. But um, yes, the animated you're killing it, so I'm excited for that news. Um, and yeah, uh, so we both did finally get to see Wakanda forever. Well, we did. Yes, I mean, we we want to get into this. I just did want to mention briefly before we do that. Um, I'm just now picturing actual Daniel Kaluuya with a mohawk, and it looks unusual. Well, the mohawk is on the spider suit, so it's like, yeah. Oh, it's on the spider suit. Oh. Yes, yes, and he has like a spiky like, mohawk. I just, I just really like to know what constitutes a punk Spider Man. I don't know. We'll you know why? Why, is, why Spider Man become a punk? Why is Spider-Man going around singing the Sex Pistols and saying "Down with the Monarchy"? Well, I don't what's... know. I mean, I mean, we don't know if that is that is the iteration of this Spider-Punk because we did not do our research. But... Or is it a punk in the 
Dirty Harry sense when he's just calling any old criminal punk because this is just what he says. Well, no, he definitely looks like a punk. He's got like, you know, the spiky wristband and the mohawk oh. and, and all of that. So, okay. yes, educate us in the comment section. Let us know if you know anything about the spider punk Um I mean, Spider-Man doesn't really have lips with the mask on, so. Um, but yes. Oh, no, it doesn't actually, does he? <laughs> No, just an, not. Imagine that'd be terrifying. <laughs> you be imagine if Spider-Man mask had a big mouth on it. Yeah, a big crazy. toothy grin. Yeah, no, that'd be kind of creepy. That'd be silly. That um, would be silly. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know. I've lo- I'm losing my mind. I'm losing <laughs> yes, my mind. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> strange hairstyles. Mm-hmm. But yes, Janine, please introduce this uh <laughs> review that we are going to get yes so our review here of a spoiler review spoilers spoiler spoiler spoilery 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 for wakanda forever um i was really excited for this movie um i got my uh custom shirt made my uh first lady of the jabari tribe shirt that i made um and yeah went to a double feature my theater was doing a screening of black panther followed by wakanda forever so it was great to kind of you know i was going to watch it at home but then i saw this double feature kind of screening and i thought this would be you know a good way to watch and refresh and get back into it and really be able to take kind of everything from that movie and, and and be able to kind of you know balance the two and and see chadwick again and so it kind of i feel like gave watching the next one more weight kind of just immediately having seen how great he was on screen yeah um so yeah i mean very beautiful themes of of uh dealing with loss and grief and you can tell that the cast was channeling a lot of their real life um you know heartache for his loss and, and putting it into this movie um i really was surprised by um, Shuri having, you know, this difficult time kind of dealing with it. Also kind of hearing how she was somebody who wasn't a huge believer in the ancestral plane and kind of all the spiritual parts of, of um, her family's kind of culture and, and, and all of that stuff. Very scientifically based. Yes. So then you kind of have to go back and think just how, you know, logical her mind is. So, of course, she's really not going to be as ingrained in the cultural, you know, natural uh, aspects of, of, you know, her family's kind of belief system because she's more of a a logical scientific thinker. Um, So I think that was kind of a smart play to kind of have her take that turn and really have a hard time dealing with it because even in the opening um you know instead of taking that time to go by his side like you know her ai is even telling her you might want to just go yeah be with him because you know he he's fading and she's like no i have to figure this out i have to figure out this other iteration of the heart-shaped herb i need to find this i need to figure this out and she's too busy with the science and trying to figure out a way to save him instead of just spending those last few minutes with him um, she goes through a monstrous journey. Yeah, in this yes. movie, does Sherry? I, I find it. I mean, really interesting, really moving. That obviously now this is this is the movie that has closed out what is Phase Four of the MCU. This yeah. is, and Phase Four of the MCU has predominantly been about 
grief. It's been about dealing with loss, dealing with the loss of, of, of Thanos's snap and all this business, dealing with the deaths that came from Endgame, but dealing with trying to find yourself in a new yeah. world, in an unfamiliar world. I mean, I think a lot and, of the characters in this phase, yeah, have been dealing with that, you know. And to, um, to, but to end that phase with this movie that not only does that better than anything else in this entire phase has done that, yeah, but it actually having not just obviously in-universe significance, but real-life significance because actual Chadwick Boseman passed away. Yes, and I like that, um, you know, the people behind the film gave Ryan Coogler and this Cassie opportunity to really focus on that and, yeah. and not have it be so deeply tied to kind of the future of the MCU. Of course, you're going to have your things in there that play into what comes next yes but, but this movie is... was was really allowed to breathe and be really focused on a wakanda story on these characters on uh the bigger world picture of of what's yeah. affecting wakanda and uh um Talacon and, and these it's... people in this area of of the world as it's opposed very to kind of beneficially being... self-contained yes yes and, and i appreciated that you know um, they were allowed to kind of do that and not have to throw in all of these nods to kind of later things, which I think, you know, they have the Everett Ross stuff, which I think are the main things that are going to play into yes. later things, well, I mean, um, the, which is fine. He is and those... carry over from the first movie anyway. Yeah. So to kind of combine him and connect him to a character who's been peppered throughout this whole phase um, and is somebody who is playing yeah. heavily into what's to come in the next phases, I think was a smart choice. I think, I mean, people saw those scenes as kind of dragging or pulling you out of it a little bit or feeling like they were the heavy handed connection scenes. But considering you're doing it with a carryover character, um, yeah. it made it made sense. It, of course, he's going to be connected to Wakanda. Of course, he's going to be contacted. Of course, he's going to have some concerns with what's happening with these people because they saved his life and he worked really closely with them. Especially having just seen Black Panther right before this, you see the scene where they gave him a whole integral role in, um, you know, being a pilot and having to yeah. stop those ships from leaving with uh, vibranium weapons. So he was a big part. They gave him a big part in in that whole kind of final battle in, in Black Panther. And sure, he did save his life and he saved Okoye's life. And that's why, you know, he was shot. And so, you know, he was pretty integral. They worked him into the first film pretty well that I feel like it warranted um, him being in this film and having something to do. And Definitely. I think that was I... the best place to get in your kind of future connections in, and, and not and not interrupting our Wakanda story with those moments. It so. was. And I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I thought they took me out of, of the story. I mean this is you know this is um Valentina Defontaine or whatever a full name is <laughs> yeah. that we're dealing with here is kind of uh, what it looks to be some sort of ex-wife of Everett yes. Ross. What, what's this all yes. about? Yes, apparently she they were married at some point, and so the fact you know, and you think okay, maybe there's some kind of 
you know, sympathy there because she's kind of like, I defer to him, you know, I trust his, his opinion only for her to kind of like, I was, but I bugged you. I was following you the whole time. Oh yeah. She, she you know, has you, no... you, you perform treason. So, and then we find him arrested and, and he's just like, well, she is, <laughs> you know, she's, she's low key, very ruthless. We've barely seen any of her. Yeah. But when she is, we, 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 immediately understand the power she holds i think and i think that comes across in this movie in the few scenes she obviously has in this movie as well i think it just works it works more i think this is her most significant kind of role in to what we've seen of her yet yeah just in terms of where we she understand her more now and kind of her position in the higher kind of government of yeah of the government that we follow in in these films and, and it, it's, it's very significant yeah. mm-hmm. it's very significant yeah. but that is that is the kind of insight as to as to what may come it fits in with the story well but look where this story is at its best where this movie is at its best is when you are fully in wakanda fully with predominantly shuri dealing with trying to find who she is now dealing with the loss of her brother dealing with what comes after which is an even is is it almost an even bigger loss yeah for shuri herself Mm -hmm. um again this is a spoiler spoiler review yes um we we must make that clear um but the the death of ramonda is really hard to watch in this movie it's devastating because you're already emotional anyway i mean i was emotional from the very start of this damn movie the fact that we got the the um marvel studios oh my gosh and it was logo, just and it was just all oh, chadwick and then there was like a pure moment of silence for him and nobody like you expected you know people when i think when it was stanley as well and they did that first yeah. after his passing and they did it like people just knew and they were just silent and gave yeah, that moment of were. silence like cheering or clapping everyone just like gave that moment of silence and it was so beautiful just a way to kind of enter that movie and yeah i was really curious as to how they were going to you know talk about his death and how he died and so you know this kind of unknown illness um yeah i mean look you know i think it's it it can't have been an easy thing to have to do you can just imagine how much everybody on the set of this movie was was hurting anyway, wanted to honour him, but was just missing their friend, was missing their colleague. Yes, and I mean, you have to understand this. They had a huge task in front of them because Ryan Coogler had a whole sequel written with Chadwick, completed, ready to film. And he didn't tell anybody what he was going through. So when he passed, nobody knew. And so he had to take this whole task of how am I going to reformat this story? How am I going to make this work without him, the core of this story? So for them to have this uphill task to figure this out, um, they did a brilliant job. And on top of uh, delays yeah. and COVID and injuries and all kinds of things, um, the task they had ahead of them, 
to tell this story and figure out what to do. I think they came up with a brilliant story and, and and yeah, so to kind of getting back to what you were talking about, um, her now kind of having to deal with Ramonda's death and the responsibility that's now on her shoulders. Like she hasn't even taken the time to fully grieve her brother. Yeah. And now this happens and now Namor's happening and she is already kind of really not, you know, embracing her faith and that aspect of kind of the ancestral plane. Like even when she kind of figures out the herb and she takes it, um, she does the, you know, um, Nakia's like, well, do you want to do the ritual properly, you know, bury you and all of yeah. that? She's like, no, let's just get this over with, you know, very much critical mind. Let's just get this done. And, the shock of when she goes in there she's expecting to see her mother she's expecting to see her brother and who does she see when she i mean this is this is this is quite late on in the movie really isn't it this is yeah. when we're kind of preparing shuri to take over the mantle yeah take over the mantle of the black panther when she when she realizes kind of what she has to do because she's had these interactions with namor or namor or however you want to yes which kind of they they kind of characterize it as no love so like you know no amor Namor. i'll say it like that because that sounds better than namor which i've heard too many people call it in rather aggressive american accents no offense to anybody there but namor <laughs> yes. does not sound as good as namor and just teno Chuerta, like namor yes. which they this movie did say introducing teno, teno Chuerta. it, so it I'm did like, hasn't seen the forever purge <laughs> no clearly clearly they haven't i think you uh i think you froze out a little bit there but i think we got what you were uh, were saying they clearly haven't seen the forever purge the forever purge because so he was he was in that and he was actually quite good in that go and listen to the episode of morgan hasn't seen um but yeah, it's. I mean, it's maybe introducing him to to a far greater array of people. The audience, yeah. And certainly, so, I um, had never heard of him before. You know, the cast for this movie had came out before yes, he was cast. And then as, when as we Neymar. did Forever Purge, we're like, oh, the no Huerta. Yes, so yes, Namor. <laughs> but no, I I I enjoy that. I enjoy. I mean, I I loved his his backstory. This is a this is a, a a part of history. I need to become more interested in the the you know the Mesoamerican kind of Mayans and yeah. Central American history and this kind of stuff. I'd be fascinated to go there and, and learn properly about this kind of stuff because it's not massively kind of taught. Um, certainly here. It might, oh no! Yeah, we learned we, we learned about that a little bit in in school. I remember. Um, but yes, I mean, just in terms of just kind of introducing not just a new character, but a new kind of whole culture and, and putting all of that behind um, the origins of this character, I think was yeah. a really interesting choice and um, really kind of fleshed him out even more. And the fact that they had the whole kind of scenes of Shuri going down there and getting to see yeah see that world and those people. beautiful scenes. And then we kind of get this side by side later of her kind of comparing you know seeing wakanda yeah 
in the same way as Talocon, like just people living their lives and, and merchants, you know, selling, selling their wares and children playing and, uh, you know. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's that very wise mentality of cultural coming together rather than opposing, rather yes. than fighting. And I've seen some really kind of interesting um, comparisons to, you know, just in essence, uh, ways that, you know, society does try to kind of put minority groups against each other to kind of break mm, them yeah. apart. So that kind of your your <laughs> higher powers, your wider powers can kind yeah. of divide and conquer instead of kind of uniting to, you know, outsider groups and, and kind of this putting your resources together, like you know, you're going to just, you know, strengthen your odds by, by pinning them against each other. So um, I, I think it definitely plays to kind of those themes as well. It does. And, and brilliantly, intelligently so. Yeah. You know, this, it takes some of the, Look, some of the stuff in Phase 4 has come under some rap, some flack for being not serious enough, for being a little bit too goofy. You think of a, a Thor, Love and Thunder, or something like that. You know, this is... It couldn't be further from, could it? Or maybe it, they feel like it's too self-serious, things like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, they're possibly, not as fun. Yes, possibly. They're not as kind of giving, you know, or, you know, too thought-provoking like a WandaVision... Um, you know, uh, too high concept, maybe in ways, with, you know, night kind of yes. situation, yes. Um, and just kind of a very, a varying, you know, Loki, all kinds of just different ideas and nothing very cohesive. Like you do have your through lines, but everything kind of doing its own kind of individual thing. Yeah. Um, and so maybe people see that as sloppy. Um, it, this was just really. It was just very, very focused. It was it was serious without being miserable or bleak. Yeah. It was moving without being bleak, which yes. is very, very tough to do. You know, as to be an emotional story about not just a character's death, but a, a, a real human being's death who meant a great deal to a great really? many people. Yeah. For this to not just be a sob fest and a, was, a constant mourning, you know, was was incredible. Hope. I mean, that look, there's moving scenes in this movie. There's there's you know moments. There's powerful moments, like you said, of, of just silence in the cinema when it's just respectful silence, and yeah. mm -hmm. you know, your eyes well up. Tears come to the eyes. It's really, really impactful. You've just got to commend everybody here for making such a movie so well, given every single issue that it faced. Yeah. It's it's incredible this I was mean, a huge undertaking i mean uh just the scenes with ramonda you know at the beginning in the un and she's yeah. kind of just having to defend her country in that way and and then her scene with okoye you know she's already lost so much so even though okoye is this trusted general you know she she really you know makes the hard decision of dismissing her as, as captain yeah. of as leader of the doras because 
you know, she convinced her to, to send her daughter out a, a, on this mission and lost her daughter. She's already yeah. lost so much. And and yes, Okoye, you've proven yourself time and time again, but, you know, you lost my child in, in a time where I feel like I've lost everything. So you are dismissed. And that was such a hard scene. And then, you know, so we do get a little bit of a, a, a kind of, uh, interesting take with Okoye as well and in kind of her story um, and Okoye kind of talking about the things she's given and yeah. so and then so Ramonda can counter well look at everything I've given look at everything I've lost so don't you tell me you know you were dismissed and, and so for her to kind of have to make that difficult decision because her heart's broken in so many ways uh, was just a very powerful scene so I love that they gave her these kind of really strong queen-like ruling yes. moments yeah. before you know before uh, she died in the, in the film and even she goes out with a hero's death in saving Riri and yes, really uh, kind of we're taking not respect. even brought up yet. Yeah. So Riri really kind of taking that to heart. Like, you know, she protected me like I was her own. And so yeah. I'm going to stay here and fight with you. You know, she had all these hesitations to even go with them and, and even kind of work with them. And she got captured. And, you know, so she, you know, she's like a stressed out teenager. Cause like, yeah, because yeah. story wise, what's going on here is, is Riri Williams, genius scientific prodigy from MIT has made a vibranium detector. Yes, for like a school project. For a school project, which is the most ridiculously because she's over a the top thing Because in possible. the comics, I believe she's only 15, but she's going to MIT because she's just a genius. Ah, okay. They, well, <laughs> they do say she's 19, I think, in this movie, yeah, don't they? Yes, so, so they do kind of age her up, I believe. Um, uh, but... but yes, she makes a vibranium detector. This vibranium detector detects vibranium as it's supposed to but it detects uh, talocan vibranium yes. yeah. uh, from, from namor's people who are fish people they constantly get referred to as fish people <laughs> mbaku constantly refers to namor as the fish man in yeah. this movie while he's there munching on carrots and things because <laughs> this is what winston duke apparently yes. likes to do yes um, he's, I mean, he's great as well. He's great. He's back, who's back to see, steal some scenes and as a as a Trinidadian actor, we we appreciate <laughs> Winston Duke around here. So. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> yes. Um, but that that's kind of basically the story, and it is it's Talokan kind of being worried that they're going to get found out found out that they're so they need get... to get rid of the scientist yeah. riri williams who has made this device who can discover them and they don't really care about her motives or why she did what she did or yeah or who got her device and you know they don't care about the details of the minutiae they just know she's the one who created this thing who could you know expose us so we need to get rid of her and it's all um, this idea of you know this is why shuri gets invited down to Talokan down underwater goes through this nice little journey it seems because Namor basically wants an alliance with Wakanda but he also it does not want but to he also wants the... to burn the rest of the world and he also wants to you know get rid of Riri and so they, he does you know he does. they don't really we don't like do that. that because we like Riri 
Yes, yes. And the Wakandans like Riri. Yeah, so she was great. And I'm, you know, because like while, you know, I just even hearing about this character in comics, like, and just, and I was, you know, really intrigued. I read, you know, her her first issues and and did some kind of fun Riri art because I just like, this is a cool, like, black teenage girl with afro hair and like you know she's kind of this iron man prodigy like how cool is that um so to kind of have her incorporated here and kind of be the centerpiece of this story i think was great and and i think she did a really great job and and yeah having ramon to save her so then you know that adds to her reasoning in in wanting to fight with them and it it, um, it, it gets it gets you Far more excited for the Ironheart, Ironheart show. TV show, yeah, yes, because that that's going to be entirely Riri Williams than I ever was before. Because I and I think a lot a of people are saying her. that. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think a lot of people kind of had that feeling. They didn't really know much about the character. They didn't weren't really psyched about this show, and so in kind of getting to see her here, they're really kind of more intrigued about what she's going to do and, and her whole story. Definitely. So, so I'm I, I I was excited to see her. I thought she was great in the movie. I liked her kind of rapport with with uh, Shuri and their kind of teaming yeah. up. Um, I thought that was really great. And I think I think even look. Letitia Wright, who's a great actor, to come into this movie as the absolute lead, where she's been a supporting player, like she wasn't even second lead, she wasn't even third lead in Black Panther, really, when you think about it, because it's kind of, it's it's Chadwick, it's Michael B. Jordan, and I don't know, maybe maybe okay, maybe she's third lead. But this is predominantly Shuri's movie. And I just think Letitia Wright's done a great job there of stepping up. Yes. And the kind of the twist with her, the twist with her we didn't really get into yet of of her kind of getting this vengeance. And we see a little taste of that when Ramonda's trying to do the ceremony with her. You know, you need yeah. to let go of, you need to grieve your brother. You need to see that hopeful future and move forward burn your funeral garments and then yeah. we can move forward in, in in celebrating him and living our life and you know and knowing that there's you know more beyond death is not the end that's kind of their their inherent belief and she yeah. is just like no you know if i burn this i'll burn the whole world down so you already get kind of this taste of her not really being open to that and and really just holding on to this anger and, and this so is what when, this is what Namor tries to yeah so when he of, kind of feeds in onto it yeah. a little bit and then you know she's still trying to be this noble person she wants to save Riri she wants to help her people she doesn't want to um you know even when they get kidnapped and, and Nakia goes in to save them um Ramonda goes to find Nakia to, and recruits her to go kind of use her spy skills to find Shuri um yes because she's in Haiti Yes. So she goes, Nakia goes down to find them and she kind of shoots some of the telecon people and uh, even one gets injured and Shuri wants to like stay and help them because she's having since talked to Namor, seen the city, met some of the children and seen kind of their whole operation and she's very kind of happy and intrigued. Namor even gives her a gift yeah. and um, 
It's not like so, his mother's bracelet or something like yes, really significant. Yes, um, that it, like it has pieces of the or their own kind of herb that gave them kind of the undersea yes. abilities um, yeah. that saved their lives. Um, uh, kind of sewn into it. Kind uh, of what gives Namor his mutant abilities almost. Isn't yes, it? Because that, that's what he is. He's a confirmed yeah. mutant, mutant as well. Yes. So. Um, yeah, she she still has that kind of leader instinct of wanting to to work at peace. Um, but once Namor kind of sees what has happened, that, you know, one of his people has been killed. Yeah. You know, um, that Ramonda seemingly tricked him because she calls yeah. him away to talk to him so that Nakia can kind of get in there and save Shuri. Um, this is where kind of the big revenge kind of thing comes from. Namor comes and he attacks Wakanda. He um, gets on his little winged feet yeah, and he looked, comes flying. He looked so ridiculous, but he looked so badass. I have. I can't. Say. I have no complaints about the winged feet. This is yes. this is an accurate thing. I'm led to believe. Yes. and they did not mm -hmm. look really that goofy no the fights were amazing him kind of in the air fighting him in the water like all of it just looked really great um so he does attack wakanda and top tier uh, villain top yes. tier villain and they use the kind of these water bombs to to destroy the throne room and and, and flood it and uh ramonda and uh riri are drowned but ramonda fights to get riri to the surface and there's uh riri is able to be resuscitated ramonda is not yeah. and so now having lost her brother not properly grieving him having seen what namor has done to her mother now she's just not about even kind of any kind of peaceful reconciliation no. she's just all about vengeance and she's really digging into that so to kind of see her take that vengeful turn and we were about to kind of get into it when she does go to the ancestral plane she's yes. expecting to see her mother or her brother but because of kind of the state of mind she's in she ends we, up we get someone we don't expect in the movie yes hey little cousin <laughs> we see killmonger which was crazy yes. oh my gosh and her being shocked and trying to be kind of outraged but he's like no like you think you're thinking like i'm thinking girl like don't try to deny it like you know you want to handle this the way i would handle this so uh, this don't is even literally <laughs> your ancestral plane why are you surprised Just that i'm your here mind came up me. with this yes and things are on fire and yeah so he's definitely kind of playing into that um need that she's having for vengeance and then when she kind of comes at back and out of it she's not really she's seeing it still in a negative aspect that yes. her family abandoned her why didn't she see them why didn't they come to her they abandoned her so now she's kind of just sunken into this vengeful kind of state. And so to see her kind of take it there and even kind of seeing her show up and take the mantle. And, you know, it's supposed to kind of be this triumphant moment, but it's but you can't really get there because we know she's in this vengeful mindset. Yeah. So that we, finale... we only we only really get there very very end yes so i think it was a really kind of interesting subverting of expectations this moment that was supposed to be kind of this hero moment 
was very much this kind of tense thing because you see she's kind of doing it for the wrong reasons and we see that she still has an arc to to, to get over um you know yeah. she still has something to learn and, and that's so kind of just really throwing us off in that moment and kind of tainting that hero moment i thought was a really interesting thing that we never see so i really yeah. kind of loved that um and, and i mean just that, that kind of... last fight i will say as well that kind of final fight that you get um between you know shuri is black panther and namor is mm-hmm. really nasty yes it, and brutal it's noticeably brutal for the mcu Yes. It's like it's not, you know, horror movie level nastiness, but it's it's noticeably nasty for this universe. Yeah. And I appreciated that because mm-hmm. there's a hell of a lot of anger in it. A yeah. hell of a lot. From both from sides. Both sides, yeah. Um, and then they kind of both have to learn something in that moment. And I like the yeah. moment of taking that beat. And like I said, showing the imagery of Telecon and just how similar it is to Wakanda and, and that they should be working together. And they're really played into um, uh, um, that divide that, that really shouldn't be happening. You know, they're very yeah. similar in a lot of ways and, and they should be coming together. And, and even kind of the united idea that they had when they first met and he was showing her Telecon, you know, um, and that kind of common ground they seem to have. Um, so, yeah, I like that kind of we don't get her lesson until the very end and, and that her kind of heroic moment is a bit tainted. And so we're having to kind of wait yeah. and see where it goes. And um, and just in general, the fights were really great. I liked kind of Akoye having that recurring fight with kind of that main warrior from Telecon. Yes. And even that first fight with on the bridge um, where kind of the music just kind of cuts out and it's just you yeah. just hear the yeah. spear hits and you hear I all really the punches. Liked that. Yeah, it was very slick. I loved that. So I loved Okoye kind of getting those moments. I wish we would have, would have gotten more of a Michaela Cole. Um, but do you know what? So do I. They seem to make a big deal about her kind of joining of this her cast and... in the marketing. Yeah. And I did think that Michaela Cole would be in the movie a little bit more mm-hmm. than she was. Not to say she's not doing really well when she is there. Maybe there's some things that are cut of Michaela Cole. Maybe. I don't know. There just wasn't time to fit those things in. But um, you I'm, know, sure will, can... I'm sure she will be there going forward. Yes. But people can, um, I'm sorry to to kill your uh, IO um, Bucky. Bucky yes, uh, none of that. Shipping. Because uh, let's be honest, uh, she's taken. That was so. a terrible pun. <laughs> terrible pun. <laughs> terrible yes um, terrible uh so yes um the fights i think were really well handled i love seeing mbaku more kind of being this yes. you know i like that he came to her and he's like your brother told me to be an advisor to you he's and counsel a wise, you he's a yes. wise soul is mbaku. and so nobody he... gives him the credit Yes, and so in the end, he kind of comes in as like, who is going to challenge me for the mantle of the Black Panther, or of, of the, the king? So he essentially is going to be the ruler of Wakanda yeah. while she it takes the role as Black Panther. So that'll be kind of the first time that um, somebody of their, you know, family has not held both kind of positions in, in a, a very long time. So that'll be kind of an interesting thing going forward. It for will, sure. but again, though, is that not just more 
different peoples coming together because all, yes. all you know even the tribes of wakanda are different to each other aren't they you know you have the guy with the big lit plate <laughs> yes the yeah. river tribe the merchant tribe the mining border yeah mm -hmm. and the jabari who are obviously just mbaku kind of speaking really his 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 vocal tones <laughs> i don't do I remember this from Black Panther? Has it really been that long since I've seen Black Panther? He's very precise with how he's speaking. He is. In this is. movie. Everything is so well, well. <laughs> spoken and enunciated. It's so intense. He's great. He's great. <laughs> he is great. Um, I really but, um... I, I do. I like him back Yes, and so just to get into Nakia before we move on to yes, kind of closing yes, out yes, with yes, the yes. mid credit scene. Um, yeah, yeah. so we find that uh, Nakia is, is in Haiti. She's running a school and... Uh, How very Lupita Nyong'o of her. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and we get to see her actually speaking her uh some some spanish because she was she is in fact uh, a mexican she was born in mexico she is mexican her, her, yes 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 so i liked kind of getting to see her uh speak spanish and um i'm i'm loving actually kind of seeing all these clips of her and and teno Chuerta like dancing together to, <laughs> to hispanic music and i mean obviously not even speaking fun. spanish in haiti because she's speaking french in haiti yes but that's because um, she can also speak french <laughs> Yes, the Peter she's, she's very, can basically do everything. Do anything, yes, and, and just just culturally to speak to, uh, just uh, the beautiful clothes, the beautiful hairstyle, seeing the natural, the the locks and the braids and the and you know the curls and just the beautiful hairstyles and wigs and um, the beautiful outfits, the colorful clothes, like everyone looked great, like they picked great complementary colors to the beautiful dark skin tones of these women and these people and these characters. So I just have to speak to that Ruth E. Carter, Oscar winner, like beautiful styling in terms of the hair and, and just kind of keeping up that cultural yeah. look and, and celebrating beautiful dark skin, black women, beautiful dark skin, black people. And, and they just looked great. So I have to just mention that yeah. uh, for one thing, but yes, we, we find her in Haiti. She left, you know, um, after i think probably I, I think they kind of said it probably just before the blip happened um because she was gone for about six years and or was it not just after when when because he he went didn't he he was he, he was yeah. dusted was old he was dusted yes and so was shuri so she kind of yeah. left um and said you know which is difficult kind of you know he was everything to her he was her t'challa and you know but he had to be this role of king in black panther and so he could not be you know what she needed him to be for her so you know was difficult for her she didn't come to the funeral so she has been in haiti in the last for the last six years so we come to learn in the post credits mid credits the mid credit scene, mid -credit scene. Mid -credit scene. no post -credit i mean scene. there's not even any point telling people that there's no post credit scene because if people listening to this now who haven't seen black panther wakanda forever your own stupid fault for listening to, to, to <laughs> yes. this particular part yes. of the episode. Exactly. exactly. You ruined it um, for yourself because we warned you from the start. So but there is no there is no post post credit scene. There is a no, mid credit it just says scene. The Black Panther will return. But, which again um, is deeply moving. 
Yes. Because beautiful, the beautiful. the very end of this movie, when obviously Shuri Shuri's you know in Haiti, she's at Nakia's. She's, she's doing the ceremony. To, she's she's on the beach doing the ceremony that her mother had wanted to do with her, being near the water, burning the the, the funeral robes. Yes. Um, the white robes and and. Um, the end of the morning period. Yes, and she's just contemplating having a quiet moment, and then here comes in the uh, in the mid credit scene. Here yes. comes Nikia yes. with a young boy by her side and says, "This is my son Toussaint. This is your nephew." Um, Which at this point we're all thinking, "Oh my gosh!" And then she says, "But Toussaint is his Haitian name." And he says, oh, so cute. He says, oh, just so cute. I am Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. Just like Chadwick says. Yes. And it's like the sweetest thing. And they have a cute little moment. And like, oh, I hear you're good at keeping secrets. And so um, just like setting up that legacy. and T'Challa like, Jr. Yes. And they really kind of picked someone who really kind of captured that Chadwick smile and essence. And yeah. And yes. And, 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 you know, she explains that they plan to kind of raise him away from the pressures of the throne, especially with, with T'Challa being dusted, there would have been probably even more pressure yeah. that they didn't come to the funeral because that would have been revealing him. Ramonda did get to meet him and know of his existence and, and, and um, T'Challa did prepare them for his death and they had their own ceremony there. So they do kind of get into that, you know, T'Challa was fully aware. He knew his son. Um, and even Ramonda had, did. He did. And they planned it out and talked it through. And so it wasn't a, so he so he can talk about his father and, and with a smile and and, yes. and remember him and really kind of understand the concept of death not being the end and, and instead of kind of talking about his father from a sad aspect so i love that it's kind of a very hopeful scene it's it very is. much it a is. great honor that we will still have a t'challa as a black t'challa lives eventually. yes t'challa lives yes and you know obviously this phase has really kind of been heavy-handed with a young avengers type kind of yes. setup situation yeah. so this they guy's could... a bit too young yes He's but six I mean... years old yes but i mean if we're talking about wanda's kids and and, and aging mm, well, things up yeah. and, and cassie mm. and changing casting and things like that who knows time jumps future different what? different timelines different multiverses i don't well know. yes yes you so... are quite right i would just say let Shuri be the Black Panther for a yes, little bit. Yes, so she's going to have the mantle, I think, for a decent amount of time. But you know, T'Challa still lives in in this in he this does. iteration. T'Challa Jr. Yes, so I'm. I, I loved that. It was a beautiful honoring this movie had a huge undertaking and i think they were successful in really honoring chadwick really kind of revising the story kind of at the 11th hour having to figure yeah. out how to make this work doing what they needed to do to connect it to the bigger mcu but not having it um you know encroach on this very intimate story great performances from everyone really easy introductions of new characters interesting arcs with with these characters as well um and, and just a beautifully told told story i enjoyed i really enjoyed this movie yeah so. just an, an honestly wonderful wonderful movie probably the strongest thing to come out of phase four 
Yes. I mean, so. certain, certainly, certainly, I'd say the strongest movie to come yes. out of Phase Four. I've really enjoyed some of the television. Yeah. Um, but certainly, I would say the strongest movie to come out of this. A, a beautiful way to end that phase that, like I said, has been about grief, has been about dealing with totally, you know, a totally new world. Yeah. Um, dealing with loss, these kind of things. It, it, it is a, a, a perfect end to that phase of, of the MCU. Is a perfect honor ring of Chadwick <laughs> yeah. Boseman. Definitely. And... It's a it's a brilliant, brilliant movie in its own right. Yes, everything I really went enjoyed it. everything went mm -hmm. correctly for yes. this movie in the end, which is yeah. is just wonderful to think of. It, it had a look, difficult job, and I think it succeeded hundred percent. Yeah, to see what will come after this, I'm very excited to that. We still have Namor around. He wasn't killed. No, they've they've made a, an alliance. It is a very shaky alliance because you know it is. It's have, very shaky. Alliance. Yes, we have him very much kind of like on edge about it, and and still kind of making you know behind the scenes power moves in, in terms of it. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But we certainly will. More mutants to come, no doubt. <laughs> yes, the MCU. <laughs> Um, but yes, Wakanda Forever, wonderful, wonderful movie. Right. I think we, we get one shout of Wakanda <laughs> Forever in the entire movie, I think, don't we? Yes. And it's, it's Shuri in the kind of, at the end of the final battle when they've made the, their alliance. Um, I think Namor says something in, in tal what's the language they speak? Talokanese? Probably not what it's called, but he says something in that. What's he... Uh, What's his actual Talokan name? Kukulkan or something Kukulkan. like that? Yeah. And then Shuri, Shuri gives a, a big scream of Wakanda forever, which is uh, yes. always, 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 very always nice, great. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. Always very yes. nice. But yes. Anyway, let, let us honor someone else. Yeah. Let us move on to honor someone else. Because the, the Batman passed yes. away. This week, the Kevin Conroy. This is we we mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Um, Kevin Conroy only once played Batman in live action. This was, I believe, in the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event. Oh yes, <laughs> that I have obviously never watched. <laughs> but Kevin Conroy was Batman in animated form, in video game form. I think when you hear Batman's voice, if you're not doing some sort of weird Christian Bale impression, you're it's hearing voice. Kevin yes. Conroy's voice. And 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 the way that he felt like the importance of, you know, I need to put on two different voices. I need to mm, really yeah. distinguish between Bruce Wayne and Batman and really make them feel like two different people and two different sides. And so that was really something he you know, wanted to incorporate to flesh out this character. And I think it, it's kind of his staple of of his performance as Bruce yeah. Wayne and Batman. He he did things with he did things with the character that just were not done before. Could not be done as well since. Yeah. And you know, in the in the years since Batman the Animated Series, which is, you know, it's 30 years old now. 
1992 when Batman the Animated Series first aired. But in the years since, he has just... he People have continued to clamour for him to come back to voice animated Batmans, to voice yeah, video so been, game versions of Batman. Yeah, so several animated movies um, for Warner Brothers, he's he's done the voice. Yes, um, he's done several animated shows even. He's not just Batman the Animated Series. He did the, Justice, the great Justice League animated show from the early 2000s. He was, he was Batman, obviously, in that. He's been Batman in many, many Batman animated shows, not just the definitive animated series. Yeah. So The Killing um, Joke, one of my probably favorite, like my my movie that I always see as the yes, the the what the Suicide Squad should have been, like the original movie that was totally terrible, is Assault on Arkham. It's a great yeah. animated film, and he he did the voice of the Batman yeah. in that one. I mean, t- to me. Um, he will always be my Batman from the the early Arkham video games, the early Arkham games. I am not a massive gamer by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but Arkham Asylum and Arkham City were kind of let's let 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 this take over my life for a significant period of time, kind okay. of games for me. And Kevin Conroy was Batman in. Those, those games. games yes they are outstanding outstanding video yes, games yeah. i'm um, someone who like didn't play them but like i loved the story so i like actually would just watch playthroughs yeah, on youtube they are such <laughs> wonderful story games aspect. yeah and you know that that introduced me to kevin conroy as batman to which i then went and watched the animated series and, and realized that oh he was still doing this great stuff back then and you know very early on and his first big voice role yes i mean i i'm probably more of the camp of the animated series like you know coming home fox kids and yeah. you know after school watching power rangers and and batman the animated series spider-man and, and batman the animated series was one of my favorites like i loved um the music and yes. the animation style that dark deco style was something that inspired me as an artist to this day um i i loved just the look of the characters and then just his, his voice work as this character uh, um really um solidified him as a great batman like just dark and gritty and um and then kind of this very smooth suave uh it's very you know playboy bruce wayne yes just so even his batman though his batman is very it's very dark but it's it's such a smooth voice yes i mean this is this is his natural voice this is you know the gift that kevin conroy had yeah was his voice um and it's 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 really it's really sad to know that he's passed it's really sad to know that he will never you know we will never get anything of of, of of conroy's batman again we have a significant amount i can always just go and throw on Arkham City and spend an entire weekend if I wanted to. Just hearing say, his voice. I would, I would tell you, Ginny, I say, we're not doing any recording this weekend. <laughs> we're not doing any shows. I want to play this entire game just yes. to have Kevin Conroy in my ear shouting things as Batman. 
yeah. saying things like Joker and just just little words, Alfred. It's just perfect. You don't even need to say big long sentences, Riddler. It's just <laughs> that's how Batman sounds. Yeah, that's what Batman sounds like, and that yeah. is Kevin Conroy. It is. It's very very sad. Yeah. Um, I am definitely. I am definitely going to to put on those games. Yes. No. Um, I, you know. I'm definitely going to be point. watching watching some episodes of the animated but series. You, yes. Sure. Certainly. Yes. Certainly. Certainly. Um, but no, we 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 had to we had to pay our respects to him. It's another massively sad loss from from this year, yeah. which has had a, a really a real you know good few kind of big hitters. Um, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough. Yeah, it's been tough. And I mean, and just to mention, like, not, I don't think a lot of people knew him to be a gay man as well. So yes, he was. He was of, uh, of representation in the LGBTQ community as this character as well. And I so. think I think this was this this informed his Batman, the duality of it. Mm-hmm. The putting on a, a, a face, a, face a mask, and you know, and, and seeing that masked version is kind of the real you, and, yeah. and putting on this facade for the world, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he wrote a he wrote a Batman story for I think a Pride collection for DC. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, I haven't actually read, but I, I was, I'm aware that it was it was incredibly well received as a. You know, as a story segment. Yeah, well, that's um, awesome. As a comic segment. But yeah, no, he, he absolutely was. And he should be remembered as, as a, you know, as a significant voice in, in, in the LGBT community, as well as being yeah. a phenomenal Batman. Yes. Um, yes, we, we, we had to do that. We had to simply do that. And yes. it, it, it moves us in, you know, our entire show now turns to Batman. Yes. Goes from Black Panther to Batman. Yes. Um, because our Let's Talk, which I think we'll get on into now, Janine. Yes. Is we're, we're, we're going to be talking just a couple of our favorite episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Because, like I said, while I may have become deeply fond of Kevin Conroy's Batman due to the, the Arkham games, Batman the Animated Series is where he began... It everything definitive that you think about Batman is basically from the Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little few comics in the 80s, sure. Maybe if you think Adam West is definitive as Batman, okay. But for the general population <laughs> and the, the, the kind of world of Gotham, the Rogues Gallery, the you know, the, the supporting cast. The voice of Batman, even the look of Batman for many people, comes from Batman, the animated series. Yes. It is one of the best animated television shows ever. Yes, very kind of mature storytelling, but also kind of very fun for kids. And and, um... and let's not forget how much it loves old Hollywood. 
Oh yes, it's very <laughs> much that that vibe that the the like the Art Deco, but like it loves you know, old this noir idea. movies. Yes, to me. and it's very much the, a noir style show. And, and so do I. Just from their title, <laughs> their title cards, their beautifully animated title cards. I loved the design of these characters. I was very disappointed when they changed it in later seasons, but um, yeah, the earlier episodes, I absolutely loved kind of the diffuse glow. Um, the kind of grain, the art grain in there, the fact that it was drawn on black paper. So you got this yeah. kind of dark, always constantly dark Gotham. Um, Even in the height of day, in high noon, <laughs> it was dark in Gotham. Yes, yes. And yeah, just great performances, great voice acting uh, all around. Oh, all, absolutely all around. Yes. Absolutely all around. I mean, there's there's been some beautiful tributes to Kevin Conroy come out from the the vast supporting cast of the animated series in oh, particular. Yeah. I think of Mark Mark Hamill's put a oh yes beautiful thing out about him. Tara um, Strong, Tara Strong's um, was Clancy Brown. He's he was in the show. Yeah, you know. yeah. Paul Dini and you know and, and Bruce Tim and Tim. people like mm-hmm. this. Just significant names in in mm-hmm. the world of Batman. Just coming together to pay their respects, to honour their friend, to honour who seemed just like... Wilfred the... L. who did, the, you know, Batman Beyond yeah. with him. Yeah, He just always seemed like the most pleasant man, Kevin Conroy. Um, I think a lot of people would tell you that, because he obviously did a hell of a lot of conventions um, and seemingly was always just delightful to people. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame that, you know, I, I, I never got the opportunity. Um, I should say it's a shame we never got the opportunity, Janine. Yes. But, you know, these these unfortunate things happen. You know, if if you did get the opportunity, take that memory and, and you know, remember it fondly. Yeah. Because... You know, his his legacy will live on for, for ages because it will certainly live on in the animated series. And we did want to talk about a couple of our favourite episodes of yeah. that show. Janine, would you like to start with one of yours? Um, sure. I mean, there are several episodes I love. Um, anything with Catwoman, of course, Poison Ivy, yes. of course. Yes. Harley Quinn, the character of Harley Quinn introduced in this show before she yes. was a comic character. So great episodes with Harley Quinn. Um, but I wanted to pick a Batman-centric episode uh, to honor um, this this great voice actor. And so I picked Perchance to Dream. Mm. Uh, this was an episode where Bruce kind of wakes up and uh, realizing he doesn't have to be Batman. Like he has the happy life that he wants. His parents are alive, so he didn't become Batman. And he's engaged to uh, Selena Kyle. Everything's going great. He's running Wayne Enterprises. But you know, and he's thinking, okay, this is going well. And then he sees a Batman swinging out the window and he's very confused and he doesn't understand. And, you know, he has the perfect happy life that he wants, but something's missing and he doesn't understand who is this person pretending to be Batman because he's Batman, right? 
So just kind of the confusion of this episode and 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 really playing into that duality and and him, you know, having the opportunity at a happy life and kind of trying to understand even if he got a happy life, would he still need this? Would he still have this inherent need to to uh, symbolize justice and 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 fight yeah. and, and do these things? And and obviously, kind of you get to the final result that he does really need. Batman. Batman is a big part of him because, you know, then he kind of has this fight, has Bruce Wayne with this Batman figure that, you know, he finds. And so it's a really kind of interesting uh, side to see, like, how would his life be if, if his parents didn't die, if he didn't suffer this tragedy? And how important is Batman to to Bruce Wayne? Yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a great episode. I know there's there's a there is there's a great many i mean i suppose one of mine that i would have to bring up because i think it's 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 probably the most I well revered episode probably, isn't it? i think you've picked probably the two of the most like critically acclaimed episodes <laughs> possibly but i think they are that for a reason i really do think they yeah. are that for a reason because i think you know you speak about that being, you know, perchance to dream being a, a very Batman-centric episode, you wanting to honour the legacy of Kevin Conroy. Well, what better episode to honour the legacy of Batman who came before than yes. Beware the Grey Ghost? Uh, I love this episode. I literally watched this episode the day that Adam West passed away. It was just yeah. like a very nice tribute thing for me. It is. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the perfect tribute to what the character means to people to what the character means to those who have played him to the influences of the character yeah um it's it's not just a great story in itself but it's it says far more about you know the actual real world legacy then I mean the the story itself is about the legacy of the Grey Ghost, you know, and, and things like this. But to have that be voiced by Adam West, yeah, it's it's and meta, but not in a funny way. No, it's meta in a very smart way because he's this character that young Bruce Wayne was watching and took a lot of inspiration yeah. from. It's and it's just like you know this that early first iteration of Batman by Adam West yes. being an inspiration for later Batman. So yeah. it's definitely this really no cool juxtaposition. Weird Adam West's Batman, maybe <laughs> he was the first, and he had his moment in in the sun that was really kind of a fun, interesting, memorable thing. It was. And look, I enjoy Batman sixty six, the movie. Mm -hmm. I enjoy Batman Adam West TV show. Um, running around with this ridiculous oversized bomb is just—it's a—it's a, a a memed scene, isn't it? But it, yes. It's a, but I mean, even in the animated series, we get an episode where Batman is fighting a shark. So we do I, I silly things a, in the animated series. Hundred percent, you get silly things in that. But no, beware the Grey Ghost is not a silly episode at all no, it's, it's, it's a emotional. poignant episode yeah. it's a very emotional episode it it speaks to influence and it speaks to legacy especially because i mean the the man who plays the great ghost he's kind of this washed up actor who yeah. can't get any work so then to kind of learn later that like his character 
it, it meant something to people. Um, and meant something to Bruce Wayne, who yeah. obviously nobody knows is Batman, but think of all the good. Yeah, but then they have Batman this little moment, doing. you know, then he kind of, you know, because these crimes that are happening are based off of great ghost stories. So yeah. kind of by the end of the episode now, he's kind of back in the limelight. He's signing autographs and him and, and Bruce Wayne kind of shared this like nice little glance at each other. You yes, know? it's also because it's this it's this crime mystery thing and i know a lot of a lot of the episodes of animated series are obviously crime mystery things um it's also a very noirish episode yes yes for sure. i mean the look of the gray ghost himself yes is incredibly <laughs> 40s noir yes and yes again this is just something i'm into this is clearly why i have developed this fondness for noir because i have an, an older fondness for Batman, <laughs> so yeah. you know this. It, it, it all carries over. Yes. Um, yes. But it's no. I think it's. It, people will often say it's the episode of Batman the animated series, but I just think that's because it it's the one that actually speaks to the legacy, the legacy of the character of Batman. Yeah. the most it's not just a great mystery story it's not just a great emotional character story but it speaks to that and what better time to think about stuff like that than with the passing of arguably what 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 people would say is is the batman you know yeah. you know he he kevin conroy is the batman for many people yeah I just think Beware the Grey Ghost a good one. should be watched. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, so my second episode, I did have a hard time kind of picking between like one that was like my actual like favorite favorite and one that was just a really great episode, a really, <laughs> excuse me, great looking episode um, on Leather Wings. I believe it's the second episode that ever aired just a beautiful looking episode the animation is top notch kind of just the the shadowing and the staging and and how scenes are kind of filmed and look um are just great uh the transformation of the man bat and and yes. kind of the story of kind of people thinking the man bat is batman and, and i and think just... i think this is the great thing about the animated series as well is that it gives characters like man bat legitimacy yeah. It gives them real kind of weight. Yes, um, introduced us to some some a, a whole kind of great rogues gallery aside from the kind of main characters that yeah. we know, which we will get into with our game, oh, I'm sir, sure. Sir, um, the, the kind of outlier rogues. But um, yeah, so On Leather Wings is definitely a great looking episode where the animation it is, it is, is beautiful. The, the, the scenes are beautiful. The story is really great. Body um, horrors, great full shots. of body horror yeah. as well with the man. And, and kind of a great story as well. I think, it, yeah, it was definitely the second episode i think that aired um but my absolute all-time favorite episode is almost got him which where... <laughs> is a wonderful episode such a fun episode where all the villains are getting together just to kind of see them all sitting around we have joker poison ivy two face um penguin and killer croc and they're all sitting around playing poker 
and uh, talking about and just reliving these stories, almost like a bit of a kind of flashback anthology kind of episode yeah. where they kind of flash back to their little moment where they almost got Batman, um, but they couldn't. They're obsessed quite. with him. <laughs> yes. And just the funniest, absolute funniest scene, they get to Killer Croc. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm going to tell you my story. I threw a rock at him. <laughs> and they all just look at him like. <laughs> That's his entire story. It was a big rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's really hilarious. And then kind of the end fun twist is that Killer Croc told such a crappy story because he is in fact batman yes yes of course <laughs> in disguise and they really did not get him batman the one upped them Dude, so, the stupid twist at the end <laughs> it's so it funny, funny it's, it's just it a very fun. kind of light episode really funny to see all these villains kind of just chilling together and that killer croc moment just gets, yeah. gets me every time when he's like i throw a rock at him. <laughs> and they all just look at him like <laughs> like it just Do gets that. so quiet crickets it i think it, it's it's the time. perfect um it's the perfect showcase of just how sassy Mark Camel's Joker can be. Yes. Not actually saying anything, though. You just picture it, and he's just looking. I, sh I shouldn't even say Mark Camel's Joker. I mean, this is this is Bruce Timm's drawing, really. This yes. is what this is. Um, of Joker in this. He's just so real side-eye to yes. kill a crop in that particular moment. Just yes. like, oh, what Everyone's a rock. At him like, what? <laughs> and he's really excited about <laughs> story um but yeah just seeing them all together kind of yeah. seeing this anthology kind of flashback all of them kind of seeing their villainous style and them kind of comparing notes i thought this was just like a really fun staged episode seeing all these characters together um like the biggest rogues and yeah. uh and yeah and then coming kind of together for mutual end. obsession of batman rather yes. than fighting against and then other. for it to kind of all play into the end batman really end up wanting one-upping them like in all of their stories by yeah. the end i just think it's such a fun episode it cracks me up it is. And, it is. and it's a lot of fun so almost very, got them very very much, very, very much <laughs> my all-time so. favorite episode well i talked about um legitimizing some of the somewhat lesser villains because what i actually think is my favorite episode is heart of ice oh yes with which is the, is the Mister Freeze episode? Yes, it is Mister Freeze being a ridiculous joke, really, as of a character up until this point. You got your Mister Freeze in the Adam West things. Obviously, they were treated quite silly. You even yeah. got your Mister Freeze after this animated series with Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze, that was obviously treated quite silly. Yeah. This Mr. Freeze. I'll I'll give the Arkham Games Mr. Freeze, actually. Arkham City's Mr. Freeze is outstanding as well. Yeah. Outstanding. This is the birth of Mr. Freeze as a legitimate, legitimate character, wonderful yeah. character. He was a kind of just a side little character as well. And this, he was. this episode really kind of made him an interesting, fleshed out uh, interesting character that would go it's on to, so to do more and, and be more of a bigger character in the comics and everything else. So. Yeah. It, it, you know, any, any, every Mr. Freeze fan has Heart of Ice to thank. 
Yeah. Because it's such an emotional tale yes. mm -hmm. of just determination, of love, of, you know, this kind of non-stop mentality to save, you know, obviously his wife, his, his, his cryogenically frozen wife, who's, who has to be cryogenically frozen because she's suffering an illness, but he's just continually find, trying to find help, and it drives him insane. Yeah. It drives him insane trying to find cures, trying to find medicines because of his love for Nora. Mm -hmm. Everything Mr. Freeze does is all down to Nora. These are the best stories of Mr. Freeze when he's doing something for Nora. Heart of Ice, the Arkham City game. This is why Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze doesn't work because Nora is 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 kind of sidelined a bit isn't she really where is she she's, she's not really in that she's movie. Freezer. she yeah. makes a showing she makes but there's no big hole he's far more interested in talking about the ice age and ice cream <laughs> and ice skating and also things. how convenient to have the last name freeze and that you just get ice i powers. mean his last name yes okay his but like they don't spell it freeze sure <laughs> they, they don't spell also... it but they, no, they don't know. they spell it victor fries but victor fries victor freeze no fries no freeze yeah. yes okay that's just comic books but i think he's a wonderful wonderful character and this is just the perfect example of Batman the Animated Series treating these characters uh, as serious. Treating yeah. these characters not as a joke. Um, I love it when things do like this. I remember reading some of Tom King's run of Batman a good few years ago now. Um, and he legitimized kite man as a villain with a emotional backstory yeah with significance and made him into somebody that you did not think of as a joke and i just think when you can do this with with certain villains who were and for a long long time were treated as such to have one thing come out and it all changed your mentality of that of yeah. all change. Heart of Ice is just perfect. I yes. love, love, love Heart this of Ice. This series was great at that. We had that doll face character. She had yeah. a pretty dark backstory. Yeah. Um, the the guy with the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist. Kind of, kind of the ventriloquist. Him. Yeah. He's Clock a great... King. Like just all. Yeah. Really even Clock King. Even Clock King has yeah. has. He's tried to make legitimate. I don't think it quite works with Clock King. Yes. But, you know, giving them each a kind of fleshed out, pretty dark kind of backstory and, and understanding of, the, of, you know. The ventriloquist's easy enough to do, though. You just turn it into Anthony Hopkins in magic. Yeah. But, but the, the, those ventriloquist stories always can go pretty That's dark, the same pretty thing. Easily. <laughs> That's yeah. the same thing. Um, yes. But no, Heart of Ice is, is, is my, is my favorite. Great. I think it that's is many people's favorite. favorite. But yeah, great, great show. Great episodes. Yes. So nuanced for a children's kind of show. Supposedly a children's show. Just because yeah. it's animated, Janine, does not mean it's yeah. for children. Well, I mean, it came on during a children's run of TV. I would watch it every day after school. Yeah, so. but all the all the parents were 
excited to tune into Batman. <laughs> They'd gotten over watching reruns of Adam West <laughs> and Vincent Price throwing eggs at people. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't want any more of that. Excellent. That's what yes. you know what that's what the animated series could have done. Could they have legitimized Egghead? No. I think no, they, they could. Have. I don't they think they could have done that. I think I they should. Think they, they, could could they could have tried. They could have tried. They could have tried. I'm I'm almost thankful they didn't try. Yeah. Anyway, Ginny, <laughs> let us end this week's episode of Monday Madness with a Batman game. <laughs> this will be what should we call this one? What did we call what did we call it last week? Which which is which which, which is which? Um this is this is this is what what's my real name and that's what this is called name the rogues name the rogues what's my real name we're giving each other five batman villains and we are to answer with their real human names because n not many go by their actual names do they i mean Ra's al Ghul, Raish al Ghul, however you want to pronounce his name. Do you say Raish or Ra's? I mean, Raish probably because it comes from the animated series. Yeah. yeah. Ra's is, is, a, is a Batman is Begins yeah. pronunciation, isn't it? Yes, yes. Raish al Ghul is Kevin Conroy's pronunciation, so we should pronounce it like that. He uses his real name. That's his real name. Yes. Um, Talia, Talia al Ghul. All the al Ghuls use their real name. <laughs> Of Al Ghouls. Hugo Strange uses his real name. That's just his name. That's just his weird name. Um, but, um... but most of the rest of them don't. So, yes, yes we, we have five each, I think, Janine. Yes. You're not very excited about today's fun and games. No, because I'm pretty sure you didn't pick any basic name, basic characters or popular uh, characters. Maybe, maybe, maybe second <coughs> and third tier. Batman villains, sure. Okay, okay. Would you like to answer first? You yes, always like to answer first. Okay. Jadine, can you give me the name of Clayface? Clayface, okay. he transforms into a big clay thing and can yes. transform into anything, basically. That's the point he of He used clay to be face. an actor. I loved his episode. He used to be an actor. and Yes, he did. You know, and he got in an accident and he uses these daggett, I believe, creams to fix yeah. his face. And then that's what turns him into this monster. It's true, actually, um, as well. It's another great episode of Batman the Animated Series. Yes. Um, I believe his name is Basil... Carlo. His name is indeed Basil <laughs> Carlo, playing off Boris Karloff. <laughs> because he's an old horror actor, isn't he, Basil Carlo? I think I think that's what he's supposed to be. We named him from. Okay, well, I'm going to be nice. Give you yes. one, one nice easy, one I mainstream. Thought Clayface, I thought Clayface was pretty mainstream. Clayface is definitely the biggest but I don't Batman think a lot of villain. People know, but I don't think people know his real name. Possibly not, but Clayface, not I think, okay. Clayface, I think, is is the biggest Batman villain to not have a live action adaptation yet. Yes, that's true. And I think it would be difficult to do a Clayface. Like it would yeah. be, it, it would be, be very challenging. Yeah, but I think he is the biggest one. Yes, Basil Callow. Yes, though. Yes, I. Yes. yes okay, mine. I yeah. will be nice and give you. Yes, the Scarecrow. 
Scarecrow is Dr. Jonathan Crane. Yes, correct. As played by Killian Murphy in Batman Begins. Yes. And I forget who voiced him in the Arkham games, actually, now. I don't know. And I think in the series it was someone pretty notable. Um... Oh, it was, it was, it was Jeffrey Combs. It was Jeffrey Combs voiced yeah. Scarecrow in uh, in Batman the Animated Series. Yes, it was. Yes, Jonathan Crane. Okay. Janine, can you give me the name of the Mad Hatter? Oh. To which we'll all do impressions of him and go, Ellie, Sally, Sue, let's have some tea. Because it's no. not like... Yes. You can't I'd... give you can't no, give me the real name I don't of the Mad know. Hatter. Mm -mm. The Mad Hatter I also quite like in the animated series, and I do quite like the Mad Hatter's little side mission you do in in Arkham City game as well. The Mad Hatter's real name, Janine, is Jervis Tech. Oh, see, I see, I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Educational as well as fun. And games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, well, I'm looking. It's John Noble who voiced him in the series. John Noble? John Noble as in Denethor from Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> did the Scarecrow. Yes. Um, oh, John Noble did the Scarecrow. Yeah, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Oh, who was Jeffrey Combs then? I don't know. That's <laughs> not well, sir. Maybe I've got I've got this horrendously wrong. I don't know. I don't want to. I'll look at it. I'll look at it. <laughs> All right. Well, you had your easy one, so now I'm giving you Condiment King. Condiment King. Condiment King. That's unfair. That's legitimately unfair because he's not even real. And he just squirts ketchup and mustard. I've got absolutely no idea. Is it some sort of condiment-based pun? I'd like I to mean, think it is. In comics, he has a different name, and his name in the comics is definitely uh, condiment-related. Oh, but his is it somebody mustard. Is he called mustard? Is he called Mister Mustard? <laughs> the, the other one. The other one. <laughs> he's called Mister Ketchup. You're telling no, me he's called the like... other one. The other mayonnaise, Mr. Mayonnaise. Yes, his 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 animated name is Buddy Standler, but okay. his comics name is Mitchell Mayo. Mitchell Mayo, what? <laughs> Absolutely <Yes>. not. Absolutely <laughs> yes. not. Yes, I refuse. <laughs> I genuinely refuse. Yes, I'm still trying to find. Um... <coughs> <clears throat> who he was who Jeffrey Combs was in, in, in Batman why is it being so horrible to me Janine anyway uh, I'm, I'm dawdling Janine I'm dawdling okay. um, Janine could you <clears throat> give me the real name of Black Mask well thank you to Birds of Prey yes a movie I would greatly enjoy his name is uh, Roman Sionis. It is, it is. <laughs> as wonderfully played by Ewan McGregor. Yes, you're a prey, celebrity you know doppelganger, Ewan McGregor. If you say so. <laughs> I am Ewan I mean, McGregor. In the right, in the right lighting. In the right light, sure, in the yes. right light. 
Okay. Why is it not telling me? <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Well, we did mention him earlier. What is the real name of Clock King? Clock King? Stop being horrible to me. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Combs was actually a Scarecrow, but not okay. the animated series Scarecrow. Okay. So I don't think I was entirely wrong. Um, the Clock King, I've got absolutely no goddamn clue what the Clock King's name is. Is it Mr. Tick? Mr. Ticker? Mr. Clock? <laughs> no, no, it's not that obvious. Hickory There's Dickory Dock? Clock Temple King? Fugate. What? Fugit. Temple Fugate. That's not a name. It's a made-up <laughs> word. <laughs> I, re I refuse to acknowledge that. Well, we that. both went very obscure, and I couldn't think of any... Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Give me Deathstroke's name. Um, Deathstroke, I believe, is this the character who was kind of uh, stolen by Marvel to be Deadpool? Is it? Is it? No, you're like is you're questioning. Or was that somebody else? Hmm. See, see, you're messing with my head now. Is that Deathstroke or was it Deadshot? Stop it! I'm pretty sure it's Deathstroke. I think you're just messing with me. Okay, sure. And okay. They even went down to copying the name because Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson. I believe Deathstroke's name is Slade. Wilson? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> See, you were really trying to F with me. You almost got me. It is. Almost got it me. Is Slade Wilson. Almost not... got him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna win this because you're gonna throw out some other nonsense now, aren't you? I'm going to give you um man bat. Oh, I should know that. Oh, I should know that. I definitely should know that. And I feel appalled that I kind of don't. No, that's Hush's name. I'm thinking of Tommy Elliot. That's Hush. Man, what the hell's Man Bat's name? Is it something with a K? Oh, for God's sake, you know, you give me a clue. I don't. Genuinely you literally just messed with me. <laughs> I know, I genuinely don't know off the top of my head here. And I, and I feel like I should. I'm quite upset with myself that I don't know the man that's name. I feel like it's something with a K, though. It's, it's a doctor somebody. I'm sure it's a doctor somebody. Dr. Kilgore? No, it's not Dr. Kilgore, is it? What What's his name? Dr. Kurt Langstrom. Kurt. Kurt Langstrom. Kurt. Kurt Langstrom. Kurt Langstrom. I knew it was a K. Yes. Yes, yes I knew that. I knew that, Kurt Langstrom. Yes. I knew that. Okay. Janine, please give me the preferably full name of the calendar man. What? I don't know. You don't know at all? March day. <laughs> August. Is that your final answer? <laughs> August monthleton. Monthle day. <laughs> Monthle day is your final answer. August 
Yearington. Yearington. Mr. Yearington? <laughs> yes, I have no idea. Well, you weren't actually too far off. His last what? name is, in fact, Day. <laughs> His full name is Julian Gregory Day. As oh. in as in the different calendars. The different types of calendar, the Julian calendar, the Gregorian calendar. And then his last name is Day. Oh, nice. Okay. Clever naming there. I don't know if my camera's gone a a little bit odd at the moment. A little bit, but we can still see you. So with the blur, you look more like you and McGregor, so it's fine. Okay. That (laughs) that works. That works. All right. Well, what's the score? What's the score? Um, You think you have... You got... Well, you got Clayface and Black Mask. And you got... Oh, no, uh, and, and Deathstroke. Yes. And you, you got three. You've got one. I've you've only got, got one. you got the Scarecrow. <laughs> oh, I've lost. Okay, let's make it respectable then. <laughs> Come on. Um, Killer Croc. Killer Croc is... Waylon... Jones. That is correct. Yes, yes, yes. I knew that one. I knew Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Waylon. Not Waylon Smithers. That's, <laughs> no, not that's Waylon Mr. Smithers. Burns's person. Yes. All right. <laughs> would, if Killer Croc was Waylon Smithers, would you imagine that? I'm, oh I'm just gosh. picturing that. Right, no. Sir, you have some something in your teeth. Oh no. No, it's yes. a terrible idea. <laughs> but yes, Wayne Mr. Jones. Smithers. You got it. Killer Croc. 3 2. I'll take I'll take a 3 yes, 2 I'm loss fair. given the fact I'm you gave me condiment, condiment and clock king. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely ridiculously unfair. And I should have got man back. I should have got man back. Yes. Had you got man back, would have been a nice time. I know, but... um, I know the um, Firefly's name. I think oh, his yes. name's Garfield <laughs> Lynn. Well, it would be very sad to think about because we will not be getting that movie with Brendan Fraser playing that character because Zorbov. <laughs> because of Zorbov. Zorbov killed oh, that movie. Oh dear. What a shame, Zorbov. Anyway, enough with Zorbov. Yay to Batman. Yay. Yay to celebrating Batman. Yay to celebrating Batman the animated series. And yay to celebrating Kevin Conroy. Yes. Yay to everything, really. I mean, yeah. Wakanda Forever, yay. Daniel Kaluuya in, in, in the Spider-Verse, yay. New John, John Wick, Wick yay. yay. Mm-hmm. Everything has been somewhat sad, but yay and celebratory yay. on today's episode of Monday Madness, Janine. And I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. Me too. <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> Lovely. We love it. Monday Madness, Janine is not the only show you can find on this It's a Wonderful uh, podcast feed, nor is it the only thing you can find on the YouTube channel. If you are indeed watching this on the It's a Wonderful podcast YouTube channel, is it? 
No, of course, on this channel, we have some fun things you can check out. We have some watch alongs. We have fun live streams. You can check out some of our fun videos. I do movie reviews. Morgan does share his uh, movie haul of his physical yes. media. Yes, so yes, check yes. out all our fun videos there on the channel. Retro like, share, subscribe. Yes. Like, share, subscribe, do all the things on the channel. But also on the podcast feed, not only can you find Monday Madness, you can also find Morgan has seen every Wednesday where I force Morgan to watch things he hasn't seen. We are talking Spielberg movies Morgan hasn't seen right yeah. now so we're having a lot of fun with that and also on the feed every Friday we have our main show It's a Wonderful Podcast where we give love to classic films. So check that out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the podcast feed. We have you covered. We certainly do on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Amazon Music, and everywhere else. If you are, of course, watching on YouTube, subscribe, ding your notification bells on this channel for all that fun stuff, as well as Monday Madness every single week um, on the YouTube channel. But go and subscribe to the podcast feed as well on your chosen platform. It will be there. I can promise you that. And if it isn't, yeah. then don't blame me. Blame the <laughs> podcast platform. Please don't blame me, whatever you do. <laughs> you can see some things scrolling down at the bottom of the screen as well if you are, of course, watching, including the Patreon and donation link if you would like to support us. That way there are links in the description. Uh, we can't do what we do without the generous support of our wonderful patrons. We love them all dearly. And uh, we thank them all yes. weekly. That is actually true. That, that's that's accurate. That's very accurate. Officially, thank you. That's actually very accurate. Um, well done, Morgan. I'm patting myself on the back there. <laughs> yes, I'm saying, good job. Well good done. Job, that, that, was, that was well spoken. Yes. I, I appreciated that from myself. Um, but we do have those links if you would like to support us that way. Or, of course, on social media, you can find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Don with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram at the Purple Don. All your Batman loving stuff is where. You can find me at Janine Bean underscore on Twitter, Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find it at our Teespring shop. The link is scrolling below or just search It's a Wonderful Podcast on teespring.com. There's some really fun designs, logos for all of our shows, including some fun Stranger Things designs. So check it out. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. It should also say it comes with the Riri Williams design. If you're oh, yes. if you're interested in, or does it? If you're interested in uh, in Riri Williams Big Cartel, is is that on there? Should be on. Yes, there, yes, I have my there. I have two Riri Williams designs on there, as well there as go. several Batman inspired designs with lots of inspiration from said animated series and actually several other black panther related designs as well yes, so we're, yes. we're, we're all in it with the uh with the artwork this week it must be said janine i think there's only one impression <laughs> that we'll have to we'll have to be doing um to 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 close out this week's episode you, you're not gonna do this to me no i'm not gonna do this to you because it would be disrespectful yes it would be very disrespectful um <laughs> You can do it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You do whatever you want. Okay. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye.